Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. In my 49 years and some months on this big blue planet, many things have made me happy. Many things have made me sad. Things were world-bending and mind-blowing. Things were mundane. But consistently, there's been one thing that has brought me as an individual joy for as long as I can remember. That something is when I'm aware of something, I know it, I get it, I share it, and then I see another person learn it. Teaching. Teaching is one of the most fulfilling things ever. It's amazing. I love it when you see someone's light bulb go off and they get it and you gave it to them. Teaching about things that you love and in turn, having others love them too as a result. Words can't describe how much of a rush that is. Now, obviously, I love learning too and want to keep doing that every day if possible. But teaching is just so personally fulfilling. I like most things. There's a psychology behind being a good teacher. The Very Well Mind website notes some forms of educational psychology. I thought we could note some to get us started. The first is called the behavioral perspective. Now, this perspective, when it comes to teaching, suggests that all behaviors are learned through conditioning. For example, teachers might reward learning by giving students a prize, a toy, or candy. It says that while such methods can be useful in some cases, the behavioral approach has been criticized for failing to account for attitudes, emotions, and intrinsic motivations for learning. So in other words, the kid may want the toy. They may want the candy or the prize. That's the priority a lot of times over actually learning something. So that one is challenged. Uh, Another form of educational psychology is called the developmental perspective. Now, this perspective focuses on how children, for example, acquire new skills and knowledge as they develop. Uh, By understanding how children think at different stages of development, educational psychologists can better understand what the kids are capable of at each point of their lives and each point of their growth. And that works for adults, too. This can help educators to create instructional methods and materials that are specifically aimed at where they are at the time, specifically for their age group and maybe even if they refine it enough for that particular kid or that particular adult. Then there's a big key one here, and that's the cognitive perspective. Now, this theory supports the idea that a person learns 
as a result of their own motivation, not as a result of external rewards. It's making someone want to learn about something and then delivering on that promise. That to me is the best kind of teacher. This one is my favorite. Have you ever heard someone say, that guy could read the phone book and he could make it interesting? That kind of thing, that kind of teacher. By the way, to our younger listeners, every house used to have what we used to call a home phone number or a landline. It was a phone that usually was attached to the wall inside of your house. And every year or so, give or take, a phone book would be delivered to your door with phone numbers of all the landlines that were listed in your city and their names, as well as the yellow pages for businesses. Now, I'm not telling you this to try to talk down to you. It just dawned on me that if you're one of our younger listeners, you may not have ever even seen a phone book. You may not know what a phone book was. And please, 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 I don't mean it in a demeaning way. Don't feel bad. I, for example, I don't know what Bitcoins or a Doja Cat is. But back to teaching. Pop culture is always down for the incredible teacher references. Uh, They're all over the place. Be they Robin Williams and Dead Poet Society. Or, hey, do you remember that killer Twilight Zone called The Changing of the Guard? Donald Pleasance, dude. Watch it. Then we had Mr. Cotter. The names have all changed since he hung around, but the dreams have remained and they've turned around. And seriously, who'd have thought they'd lead him right back where Juan Epstein needs him? We had Gidget's dad, dude. The new girl, girl. Yoda. Sidney Poitier and To Sir With Love. So many pop culture great teachers. The White Shadow. Professor Plum from the Clue board game. It seems that people just learn from good teachers. And different teachers resonate with different kinds of people. Some people love analytical teachers. They love names and dates and they can retain things. And they're maybe more mathematical in their thinking. Then other individuals love it when you just paint them a beautiful picture and you illustrate something and bring them into that world. But no matter what kind of teacher, it seems that people learn either one or a combination of three main ways. First, you've got the audible learner. Now, these guys or gals can listen to a teacher, can listen to instructions audibly, and make all the connections and get it. I was thinking, remember in the Christopher Reeve Superman movie when baby Superman was put in that weird egg circle capsule thing and then he was kind of sent away by his parents and then the planet was destroyed? But remember on his trip to Earth, he was audibly being taught all kinds of things that were recorded for the entire journey? And then when he got to Earth, even though he's a little boy, he retained quite a bit of that stuff. This is like that just not in space. That is an audible learner. Then there's the visual learner. Now, these need to see you do it to get it. They can then copy you and then do it themselves. This also means that they can read instructions or they can read the textbook and they can get it. 
like Badger. Remember that kid in Better Off Dead that built his own spaceship from the book <laughs> and in the end went through the roof of his house into the great beyond? That is a visual learner. Then finally, you have the kinesthetic learner. Now, they learn from hands-on experience. These have to physically type in the code themselves to know how to do it. They have to physically turn the wrench themselves. Let's put it this way. They can't just be told about or read about Electric Avenue. They have to actually rock down to Electric Avenue themselves, and then they have to take it higher. The Success by Design website tells us about kinesthetic learning further. It says this. It says, kinesthetic learners are very sensory people. Their minds thrive on information, input from the things they touch, they smell, they taste, and otherwise experience. For this reason, hands-on learning projects are the quickest and most effective way of learning a new skill or grasping a new concept for them. It gives an example. It says, while a visual learner might learn the basis of a volcanic eruption from watching a film about volcanoes or looking at visual aids, a kinesthetic learner would have an easier time understanding the various process involved by building one out of clay and mixing the substances correctly to cause the eruption. Then they're going to get it. And these kinds of learners, they tend to have certain characteristics. Not everybody, but quite a few tend to gesture, for example, while they speak. Um, they, they may remember things they've done rather than things they've seen or heard. Uh, they get distracted and fidgety sometimes during hands-off activities. They want to do something. They enjoy working with tools or instruments or other supplies. Uh, sometimes these are often skilled at solving puzzles and completing mazes. Uh, they think more clearly when able to move around rather than sitting. They may need frequent breaks to stay focused. They love DIY projects, things like that. But the point is, as a teacher, we need to know what kind of teaching would be perfect for the individual person we are teaching. This takes work, but it's super rewarding. And remember, someone can be an audible, visual, and kinesthetic learner at the same time. You can mix and match those. Not everybody is strictly one or the other. Let's close with these quotes about all this by various people. I won't tell you who they are. You can look them up if you want to, but hopefully this will bring it home. Education is not the filling of a pot, but the lighting of a fire. I am not a teacher, but an awakener. Your work is not to drag the world kicking and screaming into a new awareness. Your job is simply do your work sacredly, secretly, silently, and those with eyes to see and ears to hear will respond. And finally, teaching might even be the greatest of the arts since the medium is the human mind and spirit. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist designed to illustrate our topic musically. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Give a Man a Fish playlist. 
You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash give a man a fish. Track number one, Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips. Number two, Moon Spats with Think for Yourself. Number three, a dance track that I've always liked. It was by Robin S. And the song is called Show Me Love. Number four, Mott the Hoople with Wiz Kid. Number five, Searching in the Wilderness by Alan Pounds' Get Rich. Number six, Rush with Lessons. Number seven, Gangstar with their track called Knowledge. Number eight, some reggae with Buju Bonten with Helping Hand. Number nine, kind of a deep track from the Beach Boys called Student Demonstration Time. And number 10, Mazzy Star with a song entitled So Tonight That I Might See. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Give a Man a Fish. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our show. Our demographic report shows that we now have new listeners in Irvington, New Jersey. Welcome to Refresher. We're very happy that you're here. You know, this show simply would not exist without all of you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. I think they'll like it. You think they'll like it, right? And, and here's the thing. It, it, it's not going to demand anything of them. They can relax and listen. Hopefully, it'll entertain them. And then maybe they'll even learn something along the way that they could apply to themselves to make life a little bit psychologically easier. Uh, also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, only if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. All you got to do is just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you're so inclined, that would be great. It could be as little as 99 cents a month. But, but whether you do or whether you don't, just please feel free to listen and enjoy the show anytime. You can listen to it. It's yours. Or what you can also do is visit our website, and we have all things refresher there, T-shirts, mouse pads, drinking cups, flasks, you name it, <laughs> it's there. It's www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. My books are there as well. If you've ever heard me talk about the individuals I've interviewed and so forth, that's there. And also, we don't want to forget our friends of the show that you can look up their products because they're great. www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by none other than Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember, there's a huge difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thank you.